So here we are on a group WhatsApp WhatsApp call podcast to some of this week's news. And the first item on the agenda is I forgot to say with uh, Chris and Carl, as usual. First item on the agenda. A Taiwanese woman found by doctors to have four small sweat bees living inside her eye. See, when you first read that, right, and it says they're living inside her eye, it's like as if, you know, they, they've made it their home and it's they've purposely done it. I'm not sure what they did because of the rest of the story says that she was tending a grave or fucking about with flowers or something in a grave. It was a gust of wind that she thought was a bit of grit or a bit of dirt and something went into her eyeball. Turns out it's four little sweat bees that um, seem to like the protein in tears and stuff like that. It's all very squeamish, if you ask me. I don't like this sort of thing. How are you guys on squeamish stuff? Have you got any squeamish stories that I might regret asking about? The eyes freak me out. Anything that's ever related to eyes always gets me because... They're so important to what you do on a daily basis that I couldn't think of anything worse. No, that's right. I've I'll, seen. I'll agree with you there because yeah. I I do quite a lot of looking. Yeah, same as me. <laughs> yeah. I love a I good get, look. <laughs> I get screamish just looking at my um, wife putting her contact lenses in. So. Yeah, I'm with you on this. Eyes, are, no. Well, they're saying I mean, it's, a, seen some... it's a good job she didn't rub her eyes, apparently. I'm sure I read somewhere that they were a little bit toxic. But if she thought she had dust in her eyes or dirt in her eyes, I would have thought she'd have been... Um, the first thing she would have done was rub your eye, try and get it out of it, or try and make she, it sort uh, of, you know, water she was, a bit. She was wearing contact lenses. Ah, right. So that's why she didn't want to do so it. So she wouldn't rub them. Yeah. Right. And when it says living in her eyes, I, I'm not sure they were actually living in as such, were they? They were trapped. Yeah, I they think were trapped. Yeah, from the look of it, they she blinked when the bees were in general vicinity, and I think they got trapped in the duct somewhere, maybe. And looking at the looking at the disgusting pictures now, um, but yeah, like their legs and various parts got got trapped in her eye ducts, and that caused the issues. She's experienced, but it's it's a fascinating story. Apparently, the bees are attracted to the the salt and the protein in the tears, so they uh, they fly into your eyes. So I'm I'm wearing glasses from that one. <laughs> yeah, don't go to a graveyard. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had um I've had little you know those little tiny gnat type flies. I've had them going to my eye before now. Yeah, they're horrible when that happens. It, it is horrible. Yeah. And, and even yeah, worse... I have them in my eyes as well. Even worse is an eyelash. Because then you start yeah. you start rubbing your eyes and it scratches the eyeball. And it just hurts. Even when you've got rid of the eyelash, it still bloody hurts for ages. Yeah. And I think it, it must be an evolutionary thing because even an eyelash causes such an incredible amount of irritation in your eyes and that's something from us you know it's a little you know a little strand of hair that you know, it causes your eyes to go bloodshot and they itch and they're irritated so it must be a it must be a thing as soon as something goes near your eyes your body starts freaking out so i think even when you it takes a while to get used to putting contact lenses and well from what i hear because obviously it's not natural to have that little film over over your eyeball 
Yeah, the whole thing, I'm with you too. The whole thing freaks me out. Anyway, enough about that. This one... I was going to say my... um, What? I was going to say my my grandfather had to have uh, injections in his eyes, which I can imagine would be horrible. Yeah, straight into the um, iris. Oh, no. Uh, um, And you have to be awake while while it's doing it. And, and uh, so you can see it coming towards your eye. That's what I was going to say. You'd have to have your eyes open as well if they're going to inject your eyes. So you can actually yep. see this thing coming towards you. It's like something, it's like the yep. camera shot from a horror movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly that's, like that's that. like something from Saw. That's <laughs> Ooh, No, I couldn't say, I, I can't be talking about this shit anymore. It's horrible. <laughs> so the big news this week, Julian Assange getting dragged out of the embassy <laughs> kicking and screaming because he's been there seven years and apparently the embassy ambassador decided he'd had enough of him because he turned around and supposedly said yeah Ecuador is just like an insignificant country and they've looked after him for seven years so they said right piss off open the door let the Scotland Yard in and they dragged him out kicking and screaming but it, the, the trouble he's in various trouble isn't he because I think originally he was on the run because of some possible rape charge or sexual assault charge. But the Americans, uh, that was in Sweden, I think, but the Americans are after him for the whole Chelsea Manning thing and uh, revealing all the secrets. Do you think we should be having secrets given out to the public like this? Do you think we should know all this stuff? It's It's a difficult position, I think. Some of the information that Julian leaked exposed a lot of innocent people and their involvement in certain parts of the government, etc. I think Edward Snowden did it a little more tactfully in what in what he released. And I I do like the concept of a completely transparent government, but to what level? of transparency would actually work. I, I, I don't know, it's difficult. Some people think they want to know everything, but I don't think they'd be able to handle some of the decisions that the government have to make in regards to certain things. So maybe some things are best left to the professionals and the people who are trained to deal with these things. But I certainly think that you know not everything should be done behind clause. We deserve to know some of the major things that are going on within our society. And I think that's what Julian did. I mean, I don't like the guy in general, I have to be honest. He seems like a horrible, arrogant person. And the fact that he slagged off the country that was holding him for such a long time speaks volumes about the person that he is. But I do believe there's some credibility to what what he's been trying to do. Because when he comes to like all this uh, secret thing, um, it wasn't him that actually went and got the documents as they were passed to him and, and WikiLeaks, and he just sort of exposed them. So if he's in trouble yeah. for anything, it's actually exposing this stuff. He wasn't the one that went in and went rifling through files and digging them out and saying, oh, I'm going to send this to the uh, to the sex pest from Sweden. Oh, he's Australian, I think. In, yeah. a, we- in a weird way, he's he's sort of like the Google for leaked documents. People will provide him with with information and then he just publicly hosts it for people to view i think he's done something very similar in the past i know that he's had a criminal history with computer hacking and and various things like that he's he's a very smart individual 
when it comes to technology. So it wouldn't surprise me if there are certain parts of that which he leaked himself. But yeah, he, he just hosts the, the platform that, that people provide him documentation for. So what do you think should be done with him? Because everybody's after him. Sweden are thinking of reopening the, um, the I think it's Sweden, I might be wrong on that. They're, they're talking about reopening the rape, rape case that they um, abandoned. America want him for uh, dishing out secrets, and I think we want him for um, jumping bail. So should we deal with him first as he's in the UK? Oof. He's probably going to end up dead, if I'm being honest. This is what <laughs> tends to happen in these situations. He's he's really peed off the wrong people in, in a variety of different countries. So it's in, I don't know what would take priority in, in terms of the law. I guess each case will have to be viewed, and whichever one takes precedence, he'll, he'll go there first. But he's going to be dragged around the world in courtrooms, um, where he ends up will be interesting, but it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up uh, falling down the stairs, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because it's not as though he's a leader of like a criminal cartel, is it? Where the, you know a whole gang is going to sort of um, stop the prison van and, and shoot people and drag him out and shoot him off in a helicopter and everything. It's just that he's on his own. Yeah, and they're all computer nerds as well. He's his entire following is. You know, he's probably got some contacts in the military, but it's predominantly people in his organization that help him with the the running of WikiLeaks. So, yeah, it's, you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that are going to protest and be quite vocal about him being arrested and so on and so forth. But he, he had it coming, really. I mean, all because he was a dick about where he is. This, 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 he could have lived there or stayed there for a lot longer if he'd kept his mouth shut, but I don't know why he had to go and say something like that. Arrogance. Which is what you said so in the first arrogance. place. Yeah. Because um, so apparently that, um, what's her name? What's her name from Baywatch? Pamela Anderson has been uh, visiting him, apparently. So I read. That's an interesting relationship. I didn't know that she was that involved in like government conspiracies or are they friends from the past are i they don't both know from australia i don't know if that's a very strange association yeah i don't know there must be some sort of relationship going on because if she's i mean she's living in america if she's coming over here to visit him in the ecuadorian embassy it all seems a bit uh bit pally yeah she's not nipping out to spa for a twix in ecuador so <laughs> interesting to know uh <laughs> what's going on <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, that was a comment I made in a week, wasn't it? <laughs> I had to drop that in there. It was it was really good. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Um let's move on to another topic I read then recently was smart speaker recordings are being reviewed by humans. Now I've got one of these smart speaker things. Well it's not actually a smart smart speaker as such, it's um it's a little eight-inch tablet. It's one of those Amazon Fire ones. It's got, um, oh, I have to say this quietly now, otherwise it, it'll kick into life. It's got Alexa on it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> it, it, it didn't catch that. Um, and I know that these things have to record every word you say because it's listening out for the trigger words. So it's, it's waiting for me to say, Alexa. Good. Uh, uh, otherwise, it's it, it wouldn't know. So every word I'm saying, every conversation I'm having in whatever room I'm in is is going 
up to the servers and it's analyzing it and listening for if i did say alexa and then it'll react to that it'll sort of switch itself on but what they're saying is that there are human people well what other people are there there are humans <laughs> <laughs> vegans i suppose there are humans and they're um reviewing some of the conversations that it picks up i'm not sure if if <laughs> i like the sound of that although i don't have any conversations really that you know that i'm particularly bothered about but i'd like to test this theory out so i i think when i'm on my own my own later i i'm gonna say something like uh you know that that reviewer at amazon he's a dick i've been knocking off his wife for years <laughs> <laughs> so so there'll be some reviewer sitting there somewhere this evening going is he talking about me? <laughs> but well, we... you can just make a list of keywords and make the most threatening paragraph. You know, like, oh, I'm going to bomb this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to shoot the queen, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I've heard of this before. They they flag keywords that you use. There was a whole controversy about this when 9-11 and a few other of those horrible events took place they started really ramping up the amount of secret listening that they were doing on the public to try and obviously it was aimed at a very small percentage of the population but unfortunately we all suffer so yeah i don't i don't personally agree with that at all i mean why it happened has always been something you do for a specific reason if it's for a specific individual or group of individuals then it's fine but i think the argument is that they're sacrificing all our freedoms for the greater good, and that's a very dangerous path to go down. I, um, I don't think they're doing it for that reason. I think they're doing it for marketing purposes. I think they're doing it so that they can advertise to you personal products what that you've been talking about, or you say, I might buy this, and the next time you go on the internet, guess what advert pops up? Oh, the whole keywords thing, is it? Yeah. Because I know uh, my mate was telling me yesterday actually about uh, he was um, he's got a Google Home um, and he was on about uh, to one of his friends uh, about protein shakes and then the first advert that appeared on Facebook was protein shakes. Now he hasn't searched protein shakes at all; it was only a conversation, and yet because he was near it, that's the only logical explanation is that Google picked up it and fed the information back to Facebook, and now Facebook is trying to sell him. Protein shake. Wow. Yeah, it happens a lot. And I can guarantee that a lot. It wouldn't surprise me if these organizations sell the data to other organizations and probably sell it to the government as well. So your shopping preferences and everything else are they're stored for, for use by multiple organizations. Well, I, I know the Americans used to have a, a like an eavesdropping system called Echelon years ago. I don't know if it's been replaced by something else now. I'm too lazy to look it up. But that used to search. Yeah, it's called Google and uh, Alexa. Yeah, you pro- yeah, you're probably right there. They don't need to do it now. But that used yeah. to. Pick... Uh, did you not see the the video of um, when the Alexa first came out? Uh, people were asking if it was connected to the CIA, and it kept hitting off. No. Every time. Yeah, every, every time someone asked it if it's connected to the CIA, it would turn itself off. Oh, I'm gonna have to try that after. Um, it's it's been updated since, <laughs> so there it goes. No, we're not. But the fact that when it first came out, it kept turning itself off. It wouldn't give an answer. That to me suggests that something, someone was listening. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, and I also, and I also know from quite a reliable source that if if you have any sort of device that can receive a signal and has a mic on it, you can be listened to. So it doesn't matter if it's it's a Google Home or anything like that. It could be just your phone sitting next to you, and it can still pick you up and listen to you, even if your mic is turned off. Wow, I didn't know that. I mean, I've always said this about mobile phones, is that, you know, we, we take them into, yeah. we, we've all had sort of meetings that are supposed to be private and secure and everything, and yet everybody's got a mobile phone with them. And we've got um, we've got Google and we've got Siri and all that, and, and it, that's the same. That's the same as Alexa. Is that it's waiting for um, keywords. So it's recording everything you're exactly. saying in that room, and it's all getting uploaded to a server somewhere. Yep. But the so actual system... Whatever you say isn't secret. No. And their system used to monitor keywords on um, phone calls, uh, the computer, um, emails, everything, looking for, you know, any keywords or whatever, so they could listen to it and see what the context of that conversation was. I remember when um, they had some summit, didn't they, in the Celtic Manor done by Newport a couple of years ago, and President Barack Obama was there, and he, um, the, the internet was terrible. For the couple of days he was there, and I, and I read that within, I think it's a 50 or 60 mile radius of wherever he is, they would monitor everything. All the traffic, gets, all the internet traffic, it slowed right down because it's going through all their servers and filters and everything while they monitor everything. All the chat and conversations and in case he's under some sort of threat. And it did. I understand that. For the time that he was he okay. was there for about three or four days, the internet was terrible, and we were like thirty odd miles away. It was awful. I suppose I I don't fully agree with it, but I can understand why they do it. And if you've got nothing really to hide, then does it really matter? Yeah, I see. I, I've said this all along, I, and that people are always saying about you know um, we shouldn't be monitored at all. We shouldn't have all these CCTV in the streets and in shops and. But I've always been the same then. Well, it's never really bothered me because if I'm minding my own business and, and not doing anything, I, I don't really care. You know, I'm not I, doing I, like, I don't I, like. Go on. I don't like the idea of like um, location tracking. So I don't like the idea that because my phone's on me, you know exactly where I am. But I, to, to a point, I agree with like CCTV cameras and I agree with, uh, like you said, if you've got nothing to hide, then. You've got nothing to worry about, but I don't like the idea that someone could know exactly where I am at all times. I'd rather not have that. Do you think we could cut out crime altogether? Um, you know, I, I would say you're not crime as such because you still have cyber crime. I meant like violent crimes and stuff like that. If everybody was tracked wherever they were and everybody was monitored with cameras and whatever. So uh, identifying then a criminal for doing some violent crime would be so easy because you'd have all the evidence you need. You'd know they were in that place at that time, and you'd have cameras on the street knowing that they went in that place. How would you? But how would you track them? Because if if it was through their phone, they could just leave their phone, and you wouldn't know that they were there. With so a, it would have to be um, with a chip. In, almost implanted into them. Yeah, chip everyone. I, I that I don't agree with that then, because that's just taking away. Well, you know, you can't expect people to get chipped. Basically, I think they've already started talking about the the application of chipping. People like when they're born. There's a scene in Futurama which is quite funny. When free, when Fry gets unfrozen, they you get a chip oh, yeah. in your hand which designates you 
a job and various other things based on your credentials. And it wouldn't surprise me if they start doing something very similar. They'll chip people, um, basically like we microchip animals. So it's not, it's not a new concept. So we'll be chipped. They'll track us. And I think to a degree, it's it's very hard. If so, if a crime is committed and you're standing right next to the crime scene, it's very difficult to dispute that if the technology is good. So I think there will be a degree of crime prevention. Well, quite significant, but yeah. It, where, it, it, where, do, where does it end? Where does, does it does end? It... I totally agree, Chris. There's got Cause... to be a line somewhere where yeah. our freedom and crime can be kept well, we can resolve the, crime and keep our freedom free. Have you seen that episode of Black Mirror where um, she, she basically installs a camera into her kid's eyes so she can see everything? Yes, yeah. that's a very I mean, good episode. Yeah, I mean, that, that to me is just taking it too far. I mean, I, I can understand maybe as a, as a child having um, a, a sort of chipping device because it's almost protecting your kids. But again, they need to learn certain things on their own we can't keep protecting them all their life so it's at the same time i don't think it's a very good idea you've got to you've got to give people the option to make those mistakes so if you can watch someone all the time then they could never make those mistakes and they could never grow to be a, a, a person really they're going to be in this little bubble of what reality is actually like so i don't i no, i can't agree with the chipping i don't think the chipping would work at all i think okay. it, 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 yeah sorry I was going to say in that in that episode of Black Mirror, they they do exactly that when the when the girl finds out about the chip when it's turned off, she gets to see what the world is actually like, and it causes her to go off the rails. It causes the family to completely break down, obviously because of the deceit and the deception, and it causes a lot of problems. And I think that in, if it was done in secrecy, then there are obviously a lot of implications. That would follow, but I, I totally agree that it's difficult. It's like, where do you find the line? I suppose when they're young kids, they don't really have that much awareness of what's going on, so you can get away with it to a certain point. But as soon as they start getting older, you have to just let them. You know, they've got to fall over and break their leg, or they've got to fall over and do something, so they learn I, from I would that say experience. Prob probably around until the age of ten. As soon as they hit ten, then they should start. The, the, the chip should be taken out or whatever and it should start then being your own learning your own thing then because you know, that's, that's the time where you start becoming uh, more of a teenager and start growing up a little bit I suppose that I makes think, sense uh, it's when you start comprehensive school around that age yeah that's probably the best time to do it so you're saying it's, it's sort of acceptable then to in, in younger children to have them sort of monitored where they are chipped yeah, I would say so. For their, just more for their own protection. Yeah, and not only that. I mean, if if they did chip children at a young age, Madame McCann would have disappeared. <laughs> well, that's probably a fair point there. An interesting but, point, yeah. But would they end up butchering bloody kids' bodies to get these chips out? Well, hopefully they would. Have an alarm system so as soon as the child moves without the parents' notification, no, uh, without the parents knowing, the alarm would go off and they wouldn't even have chance to get to that point. A motion sensor, or they could kid. be, 
Yeah, basically. Or there could be something that would, would, would again, make an alarm if there's an attempt to remove it without proper, author- proper authorization. So, again, hopefully yeah. th- that someone will be, be there quick enough before anything would actually happen. It, that, that technology exists. It, it's almost like a house alarm. So when the house alarm goes off, that sends a signal to the alarm company to they usually ring the person that owns the property usually it's a false alarm someone forgets to press the numbers correctly and the alarm goes off but if someone cuts the alarm as well so if someone severs a connection to the actual box that you've got in the house that also sends a signal to the company because they'll lose track of your particular property which will cause an alert on their system and i suppose it's a similar thing so if that chip was implanted in your hand for example and they did something to your hand or they did something to disrupt the device that would cause an alert on the system to say that your device has gone offline and that would prompt you know a phone call or something to to the parents this see this this whole surveillance thing now brings me on to what i had down as my last topic today that there's they've put detectors on you know a roads and motorways that spot drivers on their phones having said that the article said it can't actually tell if it's the driver or the passenger. It can just pick up that there's somebody using a phone in the front seat of a car. So nobody's going to get fined through it because it's not that accurate. But but that's the next. So what's the point of it then? Well, it comes up with a, <laughs> yeah. a it comes up with a warning sign. Apparently, it's like a, a it'll show a phone with a big like um, a red line through it, as if to say, "Stop using your phone, you dick." That sort of. Uh, yeah, but if you're in the back seats using your phone, who gives a crap? It's your choice to be in the back seat or in the front seat. As long as you're not driving, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, so that's... that's a bit useless. Unless you can specifically say that it's the driver doing it, it's absolute rubbish and a waste of money. It probably is totally a waste agree. of money, yeah, because no one's going to get fined through it because it can't sort of identify whether it's the driver or the passenger. Uh, and it probably can't see anybody in the back anyway. It's only because, you know, you're holding a phone up. Uh, and I don't know how he picks this up. I don't know how he picks the signal up or sees it. He must physically see it somehow, I suppose, because if he's picking a signal up, it's just going to pick a signal up from anywhere, isn't it? It's just bobbing yeah, bob, 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 bob about in the air. So it has to actually sort of see an arm holding a phone. That is yeah. a pretty fundamental flaw in a system that's designed to do that certain thing. I mean... If, if you're in a car on your own, then that's different. But if you're in a car with a family, you know, guaranteed everyone's everyone who's not driving is using their phone and it seems utterly pointless. So we're paying for a system, again, that doesn't prevent anything from happening. It just tells people, oh, stop using your phone. And if how many people are going to notice that sign anyway? Because they're using the bloody phone. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or they'll be distracted by the sign. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, a sign. What does that mean? Oh, I'll go back to using my phone. Oh, yeah. It's unless there is a means to an end for this type of implementation. If it could target the driver specifically, great. I totally agree with that. You shouldn't be using your phone on the road. But if it can't, if it's literally just going to tell people, oh, you should probably stop using your phone. Oh, I agree with Chris. An absolute waste of money and time and effort to implement the system that adds no value to a problem that we have already. It's, it's 
It just seems stupid. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whoever came up with that idea needs to be fired because it is the worst idea going. Unless, like you said, it can specifically tell you which person in that car is using that phone at that time. So it is the driver. You can then find that person like you would with a speed camera. Then there is absolutely no point to it. It's just a waste of money that was never needed in the first place. It's It's someone who was trying to get a promotion and and came up with that idea. It's the same as those signs that that you drive into a village or a town or a housing estate and the sign flashes 30 miles an hour at you because you're doing a bit over 30 miles an hour. But it doesn't doesn't really change that much. If you're doing 35 or 40 in a 30 mile an hour and a sign flashes at you, you're not going to suddenly hit the brakes and think, oh dear, I should be doing 30 mile an hour. You already know how fast yeah. you're going. Yeah, and yeah. most people know the areas. That's why they speed. They know certain areas will be quiet for a certain period of time, so they know that they can get away with it. So putting signs there isn't going to deter people, particularly if they're local to the area and they know the peak times of traffic and, and who's going to be around. Schools is a different thing altogether. They've got signs outside of schools, and schools are heavily involved in trying to stop people from speeding around that area and of course we you know that that makes sense and i'd like to think that people are aware of where the schools are so they don't do that in front of them but you know apart from that i don't think it does it does anything it might stop the occasional person from speeding but i can guarantee once they get past the sign far enough they'll just go back to whatever speed they were doing and the other thing with these these new signs now, the, the new detectors that are catching people on their phone, it's something else watching you again, though, isn't it? It's something else monitoring you. Because, I mean, the motorways are full of um, cameras uh, on the bridges. There's CCTV cameras everywhere. Uh, you've got speed detectors with with those big yellow boxes that will flash you if you speed in. And then you've got uh, all cars these days have got built-in um, sat-nav. And, I, and I've seen like programs on the telly when uh, they've gone into the sat-nav system on the car and they found out exactly what sort of route somebody has taken. Is that ANPR, I think it's called? That's the Automatic Number Plate Recognition System. Um, okay, so I'm off, but that's still pretty pretty good, mind you. You can pretty much pinpoint where you are through that. Yeah, because they, they've got them on... Um, on motorways as well, and, and like police cars have them as well now. So if you pass a police car, have, have you watched? Way, pops up on the screen. Yeah, have you watched um, Hunted? No. Channel Four brought us. I, I know about it. I've read about it, but I haven't watched it. You, you've got yeah, to try and disappear, they, haven't you? Yeah, it's basically trying to hide um, for as long as possible. I think it's like a week or two weeks, and then you've got to get to a, a certain point. Well, um, ex officers and. Um, all these people are looking for you basically and they can use multiple of different systems um and some of the stuff on there is nuts i mean they know they can they can track you well it's just nuts how easily they can track you um you can be in the middle of brecon beacon somewhere and they'll 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 be able to find you you're in the middle of nowhere and they can find you yeah it's it's fascinating because most of our monetary transactions these days are done via credit cards and mobile you can put your cards in your phone and do it that way so the moment you go to a petrol station to buy i don't know a bottle of water using your card that's it they know exactly where you are with within a pretty much a certain degree of accuracy so you can't even use your card in that situation you've got to try and 
basically forage and it's it's really interesting and I, I i agree to a point with the cast when you're on the road it's not about you as an individual it's about it's about everyone you know the roads are used by everyone you've got to be safe so yeah. the cameras the speed cameras the other things they do to try and prevent people from driving like idiots is for the greater good but then where it's that invisible line then where do you where do you stop tracking people if you're being passively tracked at all times in your car then yeah are you comfortable with people knowing where you are i guess it's all about freedom and i think if you always tracked always know what's going on you can always be watched then what what's the point of having freedom but there is no freedom so what's yeah. the point of being a human if you have no freedom that you know that's the well, that's the main function of being a human is having freedom well, when you define freedom, I mean, none of this stops you doing anything. All it's stopping you doing is murdering people and robbing pensioners. Yeah, I don't agree with it, but then the day it's people's choices to do these things, and I mean, I can't. I'm not saying that everyone should should go and do it. If the people are going to choose to do it, they're going to do it whether they're being watched or not. They'll just get caught quicker. Because I mean, you talk about freedom, but I mean, if I was being sort of, if I had a chip in me monitoring my um, every movement and there's cameras everywhere it, it wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference to my life i could still go out and go wherever i want to go and do whatever i want to do say but say hypothetically it was one time where you did something you've 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 had a, a good life all your life and you make one mistake and something happens and you know you've, you're instantly caught because you're chipped and you're watched you have no freedom you have no rights you have nothing everything is taken away from you yeah, what do you mean? You can't by... move around without people. You can't move around at all without someone knowing where you are, and that's not right. That's not human. As a, as a human species, we need the right to be able to do what we like when we like. Yeah, what do you mean it's by our by, choice? By when you say something happens, you mean I, I purposely well, I, I did something, or no? Well, I mean, like you could. It could might not even be purpose, or it might just be one time that you've you've, you've broken the law or something. But that's what it takes. Then, if, if you're if you're being watched all the time. I mean, if, if you think about it, if you download something off the internet that's illegal and they and you're being tracked or watched or whatever, and they find that, then that's just as bad. Well, you can do that now, you know, Exactly. So you are doing something <laughs> illegal. So if you were do if you were watching um, a showbox or something like that, and you were being tracked, and they figured out that you're watching showbox, you'd be going to prison. So it, it takes away so much freedom. It's 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 not right. But that's the situation uh, we're in now. I mean, they can track IP addresses and who's downloading yeah. what. I mean, that's been wrong for, for years. So Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's fair enough. But they have to know the IP address. If they've already got you tracked, they can just watch. They can, they can pinpoint you exactly then. So it's not just kind of doing a random search. It's pinpointing. So it's easier to catch you. Yeah. But then, you if know. You're being... in, in reality, though, wh whose fault is that? If I'm the one breaking the law. Yeah, but you should have that option to, to do it. It's not about if you're breaking the law or not. It's about having the option to do it, the but, choice. But breaking the law. As a human right, is a choice. But that shouldn't be an option, breaking the law. Well, it's up to you if you want to break uh, the law not? or not. It's like, no, no, these are laws. You're not supposed to break them. And if nobody breaks any laws, yeah. then we should have a good, civilised, safe society. If you put rules down, if people want to break those rules, that's their choice. You can't say that everyone 
should follow everything all the time. There has to be a certain amount of choice involved. Yeah, but I you... mean, like, we we there, there is a certain amount of things that I do that people wouldn't seem right, even if it isn't against the law. But okay. yeah, I but... do it, and other people wouldn't do it. So it, it it's finding that fine line, and I think going down the route of tracking and stuff is is it's going into a dark area which shouldn't exist. But my point I was making was. Yes, it's a choice. The laws are there, rules and regulations we have to live by, and it's your choice, your freedom of um, sticking to those laws or not if you don't want to. But there's a yeah. price to pay by not sticking to those laws, and you know the price you yeah. have to pay. So in theory, you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be breaking out. I've broken loads of laws, uh, and you know, I I've paid the price for it. Usually driving offences and things and stupid things, you know, nothing to see. I've never killed anyone, <laughs> but 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 I I made the decision, spare the moment, perhaps when I'm doing hundred mile an hour down the motorway. But I made the decision to break that law, knowing that if I get caught, there's going to be a price to pay. You know, I'm going to get a hefty fine. I'm going to get things on my license. I I I had the freedom yeah, but... to do it. I still do it. So I I couldn't turn around and complain. Oh damn it! I got caught. Well, of course you got caught. And of course you're paying a price for it. Yep. You broke a law. I agree with you. But how many times have you done it and not got caught and being like, I didn't get caught? Oh, loads of times. You, you, exactly. So, uh, but if you're being tracked and they can pinpoint exactly what you're doing and where you are and everything, and they know that you're in a car doing 100 miles an hour when you should only be doing 70, then you'll be getting, you won't have a license anymore. You well, literally lose your yeah, license. Yeah, and I, most of Britain would probably lose their license. I, and, isn't that how people are going to learn? Well, no. I, well, well, yes, it would, but I don't think it's the right way to go, taking away people's freedom to make them learn something like that. They need to be educated in it, and right. people are doing their best at the moment. But I also think that certain things need to change. I think the speed limits need to change anyway. Yeah, that's on the probably true. Not yeah, so much yeah. But we were talking about crime. Not, not so much. Yeah. Because you've just, but, put, you've just put you up know. a good case now for getting rid of prisons because we shouldn't be, you know penalising people for committing a crime because that's not how they learn well, if you're going to lock people up you lock people up to keep them uh, there's two things isn't there, one is a punishment and the other one in serious crimes is to keep you away from decent people so you can't go around murdering people yeah but for the punishment it, side suppose. of it then that's what's the alternative well yeah you need to try and educate them into being parts of society again and and that's why I think some some prisons are trying to do with these um, the restaurants that are a part of the prisons where they're basically taking out inmates, they're giving them a job while they're in prison so they, when they get out they've got a profession to go into and I think that's very helpful because it means that they're less likely to go back down that route of committing crimes. And that makes sense. Whereas if, yeah, but... whereas if you just put someone in prison and you're saying this is your punishment of being in prison but I don't actually try and help them to be better when they leave prison, what are they going to do? Go straight back to where they were because they haven't been taught anything. Yeah, that does make sense what you're saying, but you have to force people to go to those um, educational classes and lessons. You couldn't just say to somebody, okay, you've just murdered three people, we want you to attend these classes once a week to teach you how to behave yourself and stop murdering people. You still have to sort of punish them and lock them up and and force them to say, right, okay, this is the error of your ways. Yeah, I, I would I would say there's got to be a line, won't you? And I think if someone murders someone, then they shouldn't have that option whatsoever. They've 
they've taken the right the basic human rights of someone else so they should lose all their human rights i agree in, with that too. yeah you've given up your rights so, because you took somebody else's so if you've got such a lack of respect for human rights then why should you have any yeah exactly so i i, I mean for small-time offenders people who are like petty theft carjackings drugs anything like that you should try and be reformed but if you're a murderer or a raper or a child molester i'm sorry but you you deserve to suffer for the rest of your life i don't mean just going to prison and having three square meals a day and being able to do what you like pretty much i mean you should be in a little a little cell by yourself in a dark room with one window and very crap food all day you should suffer with a vegan with a vegan yes <laughs> <laughs> lock him up with a vegan that'll teach him they'll be begging to come out <laughs> Lock him up with a Jehovah's Witness. Ooh. Controversial. I love it. (laughs) Jehovah's Witness and a vegan. Oh, no, there's enough suicides in prison now. (laughs) Okay, I don't know how we ended up getting onto the topic like that after I was talking about detectors on the motorways spotting drivers on the phones. (laughs) Now we're talking about chipping everybody and locking rapists up in prison. and. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how we got to that stage. No, no, so we I always don't. end up uh, <laughs> miles away from where we started. Yeah. <laughs> Superb. Okay, that was four topics we covered today, and it got quite interesting in two. So, um, well, I got a question. Then before we go, what should we what should we title this podcast? Should it follow the normal flow of episode something, or should be like a weekly news review and the date? Which sounds as if that makes more sense to me. Yeah, that yeah, makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I'm going to edit this then, and it'll be on in about two hours. Awesome. And then you can listen to yourselves later and think, "Dear me, did I say that?" Because <laughs> that's what I usually do <laughs> when I've upset. Yeah, I, I do that. Somebody <laughs> tidy. Thank you both. I'll uh, I'll speak to you very soon. Take Cheers. care. Thanks.